Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. Uh, we are in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Most of the teams that we expected to be there are there, and this is when the World Cup starts to become really good. You get to see matchups that you only see every four years, only, you know, teams playing in different confederations, playing against each other, and I can't wait. The games are going to start in the next few hours, around 9 o'clock. This is being recorded early morning, Friday, December 9th. And we're going to kind of just go through the games um, as they're scheduled to happen. So we'll start off with the first one, which is Brazil versus Croatia. And be fair, in this state of competition, there's no, at this, I guess, stage of competition, there's really no easy games to predict. Things can always happen. There's a reason that Croatia has made it. There's a reason that Brazil has made it. But I believe this game is probably the easiest to predict. And, of course, like most people, like 90% of the world probably, aside from Croatia, um, I see Brazil winning this game pretty handedly. Brazil looked like the strongest team. They came in as the strongest team, as the favorites of the World Cup. And they're kind of showing why that they are that uh, I mean, Richarlson looks like prime R9 when he puts on the Brazil shirt. When he puts on that Tottenham shirt, he starts to play like Tottenham players. You know, those guys uh, don't want many trophies. He's kind of, you know, been so-so for Tottenham, to be fair. He was decent at Everton, but, like, when he, the guy's scoring, you know, practical bicycle kicks, and he's doing, he's been so great at the World Cup, and now Neymar's back, you know, thankfully after his injury. That was a big concern for Brazil because... They're a good team, but Neymar unlocks another dimension that they don't have when Neymar is playing in the middle of the field, and you got to replace him with somebody like a, a, a Paqueta who doesn't have the same technical abilities as Neymar. And that's not a shot as Paqueta because he's really good, but Neymar is just a different level of player. And if you're going to win the World Cup, you need all your top-level players, and Neymar obviously being the best player at Brazil, and he's playing like it. The team is so solid. Thiago Silva, Marquinhos... Just the entire, Allison has played great. He's made some great saves in the game against um, South Korea. He made a couple of good saves. Even though South Korea pretty much got dominated, they did have a couple chances. And Allison might be a top two, three goalkeeper in the world. They're just so stacked, like we've always talked about. And they're kind of playing at full form. And I expect them to pretty much handle Croatia pretty easily. Croatia, you know, the good World Cup. They got to the finals at the last one. They're going to... They're going to buy out right here. I think they're going to run into a buzzsaw. And I expect Brazil to win. I expect them to win by multiple goals. Probably like something like 3-1. And that'll probably be their wrap on. Unfortunately, a great... Not unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's going to be Luka Modric's probably last game for Croatia. But a great run. Juan Ballandor got them to the World Cup final. Nobody saw that happening. So... No, no shame in losing to Brazil, but I think it's going to be pretty easy and comfortable for Brazil. And the next round, the semifinals, that's when they're really going to face a real team that actually genuinely has a chance to beat them or at least give them a run for their money. And we'll kind of cover that game right now of the two teams that are going to be competing to face Brazil in the semifinal. And those two teams obviously are Argentina and Netherlands. That is the second game for today. Um... This game has a chance to really be a long, drawn-out game. I could probably, I can possibly see penalties in this game, just from the fact that I feel like 
both teams are kind of, you know, they haven't really hit their stride. Um, they're just kind of, you know, just going through, and it feels like they're they're playing pretty much a little conservative, I would say, in some sense. Although against the USA, Netherlands look really solid going forward, and that's a testament to how good Netherlands are. But also, the USA aren't do not have the same player level players that the Netherlands do. Like I predicted, I thought Netherlands would probably win that game, but you know, I was really hoping for a US win. I wanted the US to win, but I knew Netherlands were obviously better, and their talent and their skill level and some of the mistakes the U.S. made kind of made it very easy for the Netherlands to take care of business and win that game. They won that pretty handedly. But this game, for 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 all we know, they've got, you know, superstars like Di Maria, Lionel Messi, Virgil van Dijk, Memphis Depay, Cody Gakpo, right? There's there's legit stars, uh, Frankie de Jong, there's legit stars all throughout the pitch on both sides of the, on uh, both sides, on both teams. But it's, I don't know, I feel like this is, if there's going to be one game that goes to penalties, it's probably going to be this one. If there's a game that's probably going to be not very entertaining from a watching perspective um, with all the chances, I hope I'm wrong, to be fair. Let's be clear. I hope I'm wrong. I, I would want every game to be 4-3, 5-2, something like that, where you see multiple goals. You know, you see more than five, six goals. But this is one game that I could see, you know, being like 1-1, going to penalty, and... The question for Argentina is still the same question that it's been going into the World Cup. Or, I mean, at least I guess since the World Cup started, is who else is going to be that next player with Messi? Messi's been doing everything. He's got four goal contributions in those three, in their four games. He's got a goal. He's got three goals and one assist. Who else is going to be that next player that comes along with him? Will it be uh, Julian Alvarez? Will it be Enzo Fernandez? Will it be Di Maria? Will it be somebody else? Somebody else has to come along for the ride with Messi. I think he could probably, they can probably squeak by with Messi just being great against Netherlands. But in the next game, of course, if you're facing Brazil, you're going to need an entire team to be able to beat Brazil in the semifinals. So that I think that's going to be the biggest question for Argentina. Who's going to come along for the ride? And for Netherlands is, can you stop Messi? Can you stop what everybody, everybody knows what's going to happen. He's going to get the ball in danger spots. Can you stop him from scoring goals or assisting or... Doing what Messi does, working his magic inside the 18-yard box, right outside of it, and they have the players to do it. Virgil Van Dijk, of of course, is a top five de- defender in the world. Uh, Nathan Ake is no slouch. They've got solid players. Daily Blind, obviously, he's had a lot of experience. He's a little older on the older side, but they've got players that should be able to sort of defend him or at least you know give him some trouble. But he's messy, and if he makes things happen, you know, it's no shame in that. But um, I expect Argentina, like I said, they're my World Cup Finals um, team, and I expect them to win it. So if that's going to be the case, they got to take care of businesses against Netherlands, which I think they will. And I, I predict an Argentina win 2-1. Um, but like I said, I would not shock me at all if this game goes, I don't know, 0-0, 1-1 to penalties. And, of course, in penalties, anything can happen. But um, as a fan of wanting Argentina to go through, I do not want to have to live through the stress of watching penalty shootout. So I hope Argentina can take care of it in 120 minutes or hopefully 90 minutes, right? Um, And kind of get rested up because that next game against Brazil is pretty much, you know, of course there's going to be another good team that's going to actually meet one of those two teams in the finals. But Brazil-Argentina has is good enough to be a final of a World Cup. So um, I think 
if they can take care of business sooner, of course, they get more rest. It, it all works out, right? Um, but so, like I said, I predict Argentina 2-1. And uh, that sets up a Brazil-Argentina semifinal, which I think a lot of people expect it to happen. And it's kind of close to happening, um, assuming both teams take care of business. And then, of course, right now we'll talk about the third game, which to me is the game of the tournament um, so far. Uh, just on paper, of course, the game might not live up to those expectations. I really hope it does, though. Um, England and France, Kylian Mbappe, Harry Kane, the whole sh- the whole squad, um, World Cup uh, current World Cup champions versus England, who's you know trying to break their their curse of no trophies for a thousand years. It seems like, um, and. I think the biggest question going into the game, and that's always been the question with England, is can they exercise their demons um, when it comes to World Cups? Because I feel like whenever they run into a team that they're expected uh, that the other team is a favorite, and I I think it's marginally better. I think France is marginally better um, because England is actually really stacked with a whole lot of talent themselves. So it's no, it's not like France is substantially better, but I think France is probably the favorites going into the game, and rightfully so. They've They've got the best player on the field. Kylian Mbappe is by far the best player. And it's going to be... Um, I, I feel like whenever England comes up against any of the favorites, like the, the teams that they're expected to lose, they never, ever overcome that and win. Even during the Euros, right? They, I think they might have been favorites against Italy, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. But even against Italy, it felt like, you know, they had it in the bag. They had it in their home field. They didn't get through. They didn't even win in penalties in the Euros. But... All the other games that they faced in the Euros, they were the favorites and they won, right? This is kind of one of those games where most people are probably, I don't know, maybe like 65% of people are probably going to pick France to win this game, 60% at least. So if England want to kind of, you know, like I said, exercise the demons, kind of get over that hump, they got to win this game. And I want to see it happen, but of course the biggest question is going to be, can somebody stop killing Mbappe right now? Probably going to be leading contender for the golden ball. Um, if England, I mean, if France obviously get through and they get to the finals, he's probably going to have a really good chance to win it. Him and Messi are competing for that. Cody Gakpo is somewhere in there as well. Just kind of how he's been playing. But can uh, the question for England is going to be, can they stop killing Mbappe to a certain extent? Can they contain him? Maybe not stop him, contain him. Can Kyle Walker do that? Kyle Walker's got the pace to a certain extent. He's not faster than Mbappe, but he's pretty fast himself. Can they control that end of the field? Because Kylian Mbappe is playing out of his mind, and he's playing so well right now, and he's kind of in a rhythm, and can you stop it? I don't know. I th- I think this is a game that has a really chance to go, like, you know, be 3-2, something where both teams score. The def- both defenses aren't great, and... I think the game is going to come down to that Kylian Mbappe, Kyle Walker matchup. And if Kylian Mbappe is on his game, that's good night, England. I don't, you can't beat a top level Kylian Mbappe. And it's one game, anything happened. But if Mbappe is on his game, I think that's going to be night night for England. But I think they do have the personnel to be able to contain him. Um, and if they sort of contain him, I think England really do have a good chance. If Mbappe doesn't have a shooting boats on, I think that's kind of where France struggle is because they're too reliant on killing Mbappe. And if he's not scoring the goals and he's not making the goals, I think France are in trouble. And so I think that's the good and the bad. Killing Mbappe has been on his game and they're reliant on him and he's been delivering. But 
if he doesn't, England really have a good chance. I would love to see this game. Um, I am hoping uh, this game goes 3-2, and I, I'm i going to go out there on that limb. I think England pulled the upset, went 3-2, um, but wouldn't shock me at all. France came through and you know dominated and won the game because they're France, and they have Kylian Mbappe, and he, the guy is a, a genius on the, bas- uh, I mean, on the football field. Um, and, um, yeah, and then we'll cover the last game a little bit, and that's the Portugal-Morocco game. First of all, shout out to Morocco for reaching the stage. Um, Ashraf Hakimi, Hakim Ziyech, guys, you know, beat Spain in a penalty shootout um, to advance to the quarterfinals. And they have a chance to be the first African team ever to reach the semifinals of a World Cup. And it's not going to be easy. But first of all, Hakimi, you know, I just want to go back a little bit to the game against Spain. He hit the, you know... Panenka down the middle uh, uh, to win the penalty shootout. And then he hit the Jalen Waddle. And, um, of course, uh, the internet world and TikTok world uh, made a connection to Sergio Ramos, who's his PSG teammate. And it was a shot at Spain for not, obviously, inviting uh, Ramos to uh, the World Cup. And Luis Enrique. And, and, of course, Spain and penalty shootouts recently have been terrible. They lost... And once they got to a penalty shot, it felt like they were going to lose and they didn't score any penalties. And, But I think the fairy tale is probably going to end right there because Portugal looks really, 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 really good. Um, and aside from the fact, like, you know, they benched Ronaldo and his backup came in and scored three goals. They looked solid throughout the entire tournament. Um, Bruno Fernandes has looked like one of the best players. I think he has a chance for your golden ball as well, the way he's been playing. Bernardo Silva's looked solid. Jao Felix has looked legit. The defense has been great as well. Pretty rock solid with Pepe and Diaz and Rafael Guerrero. And then Diego Dalot came in uh, for Joao Cancelo um, just to kind of give them more defensive acumen rather than, you know, going forward, which Joao Cancelo is obviously better at. And... They've looked solid. And, I mean, not to even mention Rafael Leal, who's coming off the bench, scoring almost every time he comes off the bench. The guy just scores in like 15 minutes. He scores a goal. Um, so Portugal is stacked. I think they, they'll probably be too much for Morocco to hand, handle. I think it ends, you know, 2-1 probably to Portugal um, because Morocco's defense is solid. And they've only allowed – they haven't allowed a, a player on the opposition to score in their net. The only goal they've allowed this World Cup was an own goal. So, I can see where, um, you know, people can see Morocco pulling the upsets because it's all about defense, and they have a great defense, but Portugal seems like they have too much firepower uh, firepower for, for Morocco. I, I see I predict a 2-1 win for Portugal, um, but don't get me wrong. I would love to see, see them pull the upset, see Morocco advance to the semifinals, um, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I can't wait for these games to start. And then, of course, the semifinals are just going to be another level gr- greater in terms of the, the, the matchups that we want to see. And then the final is next week. All four years, the four years of World Cup anticipation are going to end within the next, what, 10 days or so. So got to really enjoy it when it happens. Um, so I'll definitely enjoy these next uh, two days of World Cup games. And then look forward to the semifinals during midweek. And then the final, obviously, will be the next uh, following weekend. I'll try to cover those as they happen. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, 
I'm out.